0: so before we call it an evening i just want to invite you to really participate in self-study i know you're going to be doing the meditations every day here that's one of our main focuses But you know you have these journals or you have a journal of your own if we didn't give you one and this is about self-study this is a way by which you can begin to remember things inside yourself because oftentimes we will have wonderful experiences in our meditation but as soon as we get up from that meditation feeling really good feeling and knowing that we've had experience and even can remember some of it within a moment all of a sudden it's gone because our attention is fully engrossed back into the world once again. But if we come out of meditation and take a few moments and write down that experience or experiences that we are remembering, that we are bringing back with us, you're going to begin to have revelation. You're going to begin to be enlightened in a way that you won't otherwise be. And don't just write the journals and fill them up and go and begin another one, but write, and then go back and read them periodically. It's amazing for me, at least, when I go back and read them again, six weeks later, a year later, just like I was just going through this journal, because I only keep this journal here for Hawaii and the experiences that are going on here. And I go back and I can see 2009 and see what was going on. I can see in 2010. And I can even see changes. I can see greater expansion of certain awarenesses. And it's because I'm comparing and reading and looking and paying attention to that movement of my consciousness, to the movement of spirit in me and through me, that I can see that. So journaling is really a vital part if you're going to do this pathway in its fullness, which is the meditation, which is self-study, and which is service. So, during these next few days, make it a point to carry your journals around. Have them with you when you come out of meditation. Have them with you when you come out of sleep at night, so that you can write down your dreams. Write down the experiences that you have. Because oftentimes, we have amazing, amazing awareness, experience, and revelation in our dreams. But, when we look at the dreams, we go, Doesn't make sense, I don't get it. What's, What's this all about? Well, if you begin to pay attention to those dreams, just writing them down, and going back over and reading them again and again, you're going to begin to get a cross-reference in your consciousness of events in your daily life and the dream state. And you're going to begin to see where they correlate, how they relate, how things are unfolding within your consciousness, and then they manifest in the world, and how things come complete in the world, and then they're released in the dream state. And you'll begin to understand the symbology of the dream. I've always called the language of the dreams is the language of symbols. And if we don't understand those symbols, we're not going to understand the dream experience. But by writing them down in your journal, you'll begin, if you go back and read them again and again, to see what they are saying to you. And you'll begin to be able to speak the symbolic language within yourself. And you'll have experiences of waking up from sleep, remembering a dream, having all these symbols presented to you in that dream state. And you'll be able to sit and understand, translate those symbols into conscious meaning, conscious knowing. But it all takes work, it all takes effort, it all takes focus, and it all takes action. You've got to do it in order to receive the results. And that's just the way all of life is in this level of consciousness. We may be crying out inside, why isn't anything happening? Why isn't anything changing? Well maybe you're doing nothing. (laughs) And maybe you're doing it the same old way. It changes when you do something different. And until you start doing things different, It ain't going to change. It's going to be the same old pattern, the same old day, the same old life. And one of the greatest changes you can bring about in your life is your meditation. Meditation brings forth great change very, very quickly. And even though it seems like your life isn't changing that fast, it's taking so long, it's going so slow, you would be surprised. And I think you will be surprised as the energy starts to build in your meditation and begins to move into your daily life, you're going to see rapid change. Anyhow, maybe it's a year for something to really move and change inside of you to where you're free of it. But, you're free of it. And how long do you think it would have taken you to get free of it if you weren't doing the meditation? Would you even be free of it, ever in this lifetime? I can say this, I know that it can take up to four lifetimes to move through one lesson and complete it. Just one ordinary lifetime of just doing life without a spiritual focus, without a meditation practice. It takes about four lifetimes to learn just one lesson that we came into this creation to learn. But if you're doing an inner focus of meditation, self-study, service, loving God, putting God first in all things, you can learn many, many, many more lessons in one lifetime. Complete them and be free of them. And you can complete a lot of unlearned lessons from other lifetimes that you still have hanging around to be done as well. And be complete and free and able to move on into spirit calling this creation done so if you've been walking this path for any time at all look at your life if you've been doing the meditation and see if what I'm saying isn't true that there is great change there change in your attitude, change in the way you approach life change in how you have relationship with others Change in the relationship you have with yourself. And change in relationship with how you are with God. And how God is with you. If you've been putting God first, if you've been inviting God into your daily life, then I know you know there's change. I've often said that I wake up every morning and as soon as I wake up, I invite the Holy Spirit to go before me, clearing away any and all disturbances and distractions and assisting me in ever staying present in the loving and in focus with God. I do that every day, and I have done that every day for years. And I do it because I know it works. I do it because I know the change that it brings about in me and in my life find that which works for you just a little statement of a positive attitude of a positive expression a positive movement in your consciousness of allowing change to take place and taking responsibility in all of that take a part in that action because if you don't do it it's not going to happen you've got to change your life you've got to invoke the change you've got to do the action so over the next few days take action do the journaling do the meditation and don't just do do the two and a half hours that we're going to do in the mornings but if you have a little bit of time and want to meditate, spend time meditating again. Get back in touch with that divine flow inside of you. Because that divine river of loving is ever moving with you, through you, ever lifting whatever it can from you, if you'll just let go of it. (laughs) Well, most of us don't let go very easily. God's coming in and going, okay, I'll take that, I'll take that. And you go, no, 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 I can take care of that. You don't have to take it. Oh, God goes, okay, well, you handle it then. That's fine with me. I didn't mean to impose myself on you. And then we're going, God, why isn't my life changing? Come on, God. And God's going, wait a minute, I'm confused. You just told me not to take that from you. And now you're complaining that you're having to do it? What do you want from me? Why don't you spend some time this weekend asking God in, inviting God in, letting God come in and begin to lift for you those things that have become burdens. And see what happens. See if things don't move. And if it doesn't lift for you but it lifts, in that lifting you're going to get an understanding Of how to do it differently so that it can be completed. It can be finished. And moved on. That river of loving is ever, ever moving. I know I've sat many a time in in Texas by a creek and by a river. And just watched things as they're carried down the flow of the water. A leaf, a limb. I've even watched little stones rolling down in certain areas where the water is more rapid. And it's just an amazing reminder that if we will just let go, those things will go in that river of loving on away. And we don't have to deal with them. That's what grace is. And that's what God is ever moving in us and through us it's just up to us to be open and allow it to move fully but this body would not stay alive if that river of loving is not moving through us that's the life force that feeds this body and that's the life force that feeds this creation that we in these bodies have created we have put our life into action, into motion. We have breathed life into everything here. Before souls came into this creation, this was the void. The earth was void and without form. There was nothing here. And even when the Lord of this creation came into this creation and took possession of the void, There was nothing here except for the Lord of this creation. There was nothing here. And that consciousness, that being that is the Lord of this creation, didn't have the power to create anything here. Because that Lord is the Lord of reflection. So it could only create by reflection. It isn't until souls came into this creation, We came into this creation. That things began to come into manifestation. We created here. And it's a beautiful creation in many ways. But it's a little messy around the edges. (laughs) So stay away from the edges. The key is, is to honor it, love it, cherish it. But don't worship it. This isn't the Lord God, creator of all things, in its fullest divinity, to be worshipped here. That is to be worshipped here, where God dwells in you, in this holy, sacred temple, that you are. But do honor it, and cherish it, and take care of it. But don't live for it. And don't let it be such that it's an attraction, an anchor, an attachment that pulls you back here once again. If it's time for you as soul to go free of this creation and on back into spirit. Put things in their proper place. This creation has a proper place in your journey and in your experience. Don't make it more than that. But also, in putting it in its proper place, do bring forward love and honor. And do bring forward that state of responsibility that you have with this creation. And the first responsibility you have is to yourself in this creation and the first responsibility that is there for you in this creation to do is to wake up and know the truth of who you are that's the first responsibility and that's done through meditation so that's your first responsibility in this creation so spend time every day however long that be just looking inside and loving the Lord that dwells in you. And wake up and live into that loving. And wake up and be aware of the loving that is living in you right now. And let it live in you and with you in all that you do. If you live the loving and the loving is living you, your life will be Different. It will be so very different. Because loving transforms everything. And it will even transform you. It will transform your thoughts, your feelings, your attitudes, your actions. You will be transformed. So wake up. Wake up every day. Wake up from your sleep. Wake up from your dreams. And then go into meditation and wake up even more. And then go out and do your daily life and wake up even more because there's so much more to wake up to. You can take that meditation and that awakeful state of your meditation with you and bring it into your daily life and wake up in those places where you've been asleep, where you've just been numb, where you've been ignorant, where you've been avoiding. You can wake up in those areas and begin to bring that loving into those areas and transform your day, transform your life. That's what it means by taking responsibility for your thoughts and your feelings, your actions and your reactions, every moment of every day. I remember when I was seven, eight years old, I heard a teacher tell me on the inner levels, live one day at a time, one breath at a time. Live in the loving, live in the fullness. And that's what I ever am reminding myself to do. And, believe me, it would be great if we all could do that all the time, but you're not going to. This world won't let you. This mind of yours won't let you. This emotional state of yours won't let you. This body won't let you. But it's up to us as soul to begin to take charge over that and do the very best we can To keep bringing ourselves back into alignment, back into the loving, back into the moment. And live that moment as fully as we can with awareness. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. And the more you do it, the more you will be doing it. In one hour, you may find yourself at first doing it for five minutes in an hour but you're doing it five minutes more than you were doing it before and then it will expand and all of a sudden you're living ten fifteen twenty minutes in an hour not all at once spaced out all over the hour but you're living it more than not and then all of a sudden You find yourself just living in that flow of loving that is there, that is your soul, that is that divinity ever moving in you and through you. Do you know that your breath, that you breathe in and out, in and out, in and out, is a very poor reflection of that river of loving? A very poor reflection, but it is a reflection of that river of loving. Remember I said that the Lord of this creation, when He came into this creation of the void, couldn't create anything and could only do it through reflection? Well, the breath is a very poor reflection of the river of loving. Isn't it interesting that in some yogic practices and spiritual practices around the world, they focus on their breath. They focus on that rhythm of the breath and following the breath it's a way to begin to be aware of that movement of the divine if you're not focused on the divine and you're focused more on the world and the body then focusing on your breath you're going to become aware of that life force and that rhythm and that flow and that will serve the body in a great way But what we're doing here is much more than that. We are not looking at the reflection. We're looking at the true. We are looking at the divine. We are looking here at the seat of the soul where that that you are as soul resides. And it is there that we come into contact with that river of loving that is ever moving, that ever is our life, in its fullness that ever is bringing forward the grace to assist us in this journey if we will only ask for it. Come on in. Come on in. Have fun with me. Wake me up. Even though I'm going to fight you all the way, wake me up. Well, that's the truth of it. That's really the truth of it. We say it. But do we mean it? We say it, but do we really want it? Give it a try and find out what happens when you say just that. And let God begin to be a partner in your life. Let God walk with you in this journey back home to God. It's a quick and simple and easy journey. And it can be done in this lifetime. It can be done right now. If you really were really willing to let go and just go with the flow. Oh, I almost did. <laughs> Whoa, I could have gone out of the party right then.
1: <laughs>
0: Whoa. Uh, <laughs> the, quite mean it that literal maybe but (laughs) but go with it if you could really go with it in that moment you would be free and you would truly know that in this lifetime you can be liberated and it doesn't mean that you should have gotten initiated thirty years ago in order to really have it happen. It's not about time, it's about devotion, it's about focus, it's about being on purpose in your life. I know people that have gotten initiated at 70, 80 years old, practiced this meditation practice for just a few years and then left the physical form and went on. They were liberated. Why? Because it's not about how much time. It's not about, did you do your 30 years of meditation to get it free? It's about your intention, your devotion, your loving, and the effort you apply in every moment the best you can. So don't think about, am I going to live long enough to do it? You already have lived long enough to do it. So now just do it. Do it in this moment, and it's done. Jesus went up and he initiated people. And he said, you are now free. You are now free. Now go out into the world and do not do those things that cause separation again. Do not go out and sin. Sin is separation. It's turning away from that divine light and the flow of loving. Do not turn away again from the Lord inside of you, but rather walk with God and let God walk with you in the fulfillment. That's all we have to do. And meditation isn't hard. Not meditating is a lot harder than meditating. Even though it doesn't seem like that. There may be that part of you that's going, Oh, no, no, no. It's a lot easier not to meditate than to meditate. Because I don't want to look at myself. I don't want to deal with all that that I see inside. I don't want to waste the time. Or whatever it is that you might say. But literally and truly, it's harder to avoid meditation and not do the meditation than it is to do the meditation. Mm -hmm. You spend a lot more effort in not doing it. It's very easy just to sit down and close your eyes and go inside and just be and bring your focus into loving God and sharing your loving with God. And you do that for a minute. And then you decide to do it for another minute. And then you decide to do it for another minute. Or maybe you don't. And then you get up and that's your meditation. But you spent time loving the Lord and allowing the Lord to be in loving with you. It's a lot harder to avoid being in that loving than it is to be in it. It takes a lot more effort and it creates a lot more pain. Those of you that have meditated regularly, you know the difference. If you've meditated regularly, consistently, daily, and then all of a sudden you miss a day, do you feel it? Because all of a sudden you're going through the day and you go, oh my god, what's wrong? Something's not right. Oh, I forgot to bring God with me. I'm doing this all myself today. Wait a minute, Lord. (laughs) I'm going to spend a minute with you so that you're caught up with me. I'm caught up with you, and we're walking together again. And that's what it is. And it can be done in a minute. It doesn't mean then you've got to spend the two and a half hours to get God to walk with you. God's not sitting there going, no, 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 five more minutes. You've got to do five more minutes or else. Yes, God asked for two and a half hours, ten percent of the day. But God isn't a disciplinarian. God is a lover. And if you go to God as a lover of the Lord, believe me, God's not going to hold you to the minute. God's going to hold you to the loving. There's a big difference in that. Yes. So the the uh, kind of a practical question around meditation, and it was something that you said, Brian, and I might have I have a feeling I must have misunderstood it or didn't quite get it. We are talking about a lot of different things, but one of the things we're talking about is awareness. And that when thoughts come in just to be aware of them. But and I'm not quite sure what to do with that
1: because you know, my understanding and, and I might have misheard you, so that's why I need clarification. Um, my understanding is thoughts come in, which which then has taken me away from chanting the names or, or focusing
0: on the loving And then when I realize that, oh, I'm not chanting, you know, I, I got to go back to the light or the sound or the. Living. So can you just clarify mm-hmm. that a little bit? Because I don't want to, you know,
1: no, that's a that good, like that's a good one. No. On the thought. Well, there's a couple things actually. I was asking about what I was sharing about. Uh, having awareness of the thoughts coming through where in the past you know we've talked about in meditation just to keep on going towards God and not necessarily give our attention or awareness to our thoughts is that correct right so a lot of a lot of what I was sharing tonight was for a couple things one part of the subject was self-study and so when Jim was even sharing about the journaling And in past talks, actually, Jim's given, we actually have a CD, I can't remember the name, he talks a lot about paying attention to our our self-talk, the things we say to ourselves. So it's kind of what I was referring to when I said pay attention to your thoughts, because your thoughts will begin to give you an idea of how you think about yourself, what you say to yourself or other things in your world. That'll give you an idea, like all the negative self-talk or the things that work against you or the things that work for you. And journaling those out. It's an exercise, i actually, I wish I remembered the name of that CD. It's a journaling CD,
0: isn't
1: it? It could be. It could be this simple journaling, simple and journaling Mm -hmm. and maybe there's another one too. But that's what I was referring to, that in meditation as those thoughts come up, that go ahead and allow the awareness of them to come, but then you keep moving with them And, and with loving. See, as you keep moving with loving, loving will bring an awareness or more of a learning or understanding with those thoughts. Because it's not just the thoughts, it's what they're revealing to us. Is what I was trying to get to. That the loving and the movement of spirit, as you look at that, the part of the self-study will begin to reveal the lesson. Because a lot of the thoughts will actually, the lessons are often hidden right in there. And does that make sense? So when you say move with the loving, is that doing the LAF? Is that just going back to well, Yes. So it's like the, the loving and the chanting. See, here's a lot a, a lot of the way I'll do it. So when we, when we move into the action of chanting or loving God, we're moving towards God in this flow of loving. And in that flow, we're going to have awarenesses and those thoughts and feelings and all these things are going to start, we're going to go through, they're going to come up as we're moving towards God. So sometimes we're not always chanting, there's also this active re, uh, listening or receptive or state of observation where you're holding the focus, but you're not chanting. It's more watching and observing to paying attention. It's in that flow that often you may find thoughts, or even while you're chanting, you ever notice you can think and chant? it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so even if you're chanting or not, there's this other part that you're aware of going on. So in other words, what I'm saying is that you can still hold your focus in that flow of loving and still have the awarenesses of the thoughts and other things coming through. So I want you to hold your focus on the loving, in other words, so you're not just focused on the thought. But be aware of the thought, but hold your focus on the loving. It's not about trying to get rid of the thought by chanting. Exactly. That's the other part I was just going to say. Because a lot of the time because we've heard these things over the years, we say to let go of that and focus on that. that It's so easy. A lot of the time we'll start to then build a state of resistance to having thoughts or other things show up. We'll say, no, 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 I'm focusing on this. And if we're in reaction with that, we can start to create uh, an energy field of resistance that kind of keeps us caught up in it where we don't allow ourselves to move. That's the other side of what I was talking about. So part of it was just for the learning and the self-talk of what's going on there. And the other part of it is about letting go of that state of resistance that can build up by saying, no, 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 I'm not going to look at my thoughts, I'm going to God. Those things just start to form unconsciously even. So part of my talk was trying to address that. That's why I talked about acceptance as well. So there's not any state of resistance to that process, but it's okay. The mind's going to go. That's why we're not trying to stop the thinking.
0: Accepting accepting everything
1: that's happening in the meditation. Accepting it all. That's it. That's the key. And then the acceptance, the awarenesses will be there, and then you'll even learn. Because certain, if you notice that certain thoughts repeat themselves over and over and over and over, pay attention, because those often will begin to reveal to you a lot of what's going on inside here that either works against you or for you. That's the part I'm talking about. And that's where, when Jim was saying journaling, it's a great way to get those thoughts out on paper because it starts to move the energy where we can now look out here what's running inside of us and often looking out here, one, it starts to get it out of us. It's a letting go process. But then at, looking at that, like reading it, like Jim was saying, is where you can begin to now learn the lesson in there of what's been running inside here. And then you can just, then it's easier just to start letting it go. But when these things are always running unconsciously, running unconsciously, we don't give them any attention. We don't write them down. Writing down is giving it attention. That's why a lot of the times, you know, Jim and I talk every morning. I call it my verbal journaling. I only write down more important experiences for me, ones that have more to them rather than all of them now. I used to write everything down. Dreams, meditations, journaling, exercises. So I do more of a verbal thing now. And in that, there's an awareness in our sharing. As I'm talking, I'll pay attention and learn from that or feeding back with one another. It's a great way to do it. Well, it's the same thing we do with journal when we write down, is we're really now putting it outside here so we can look at it, and then it, it kind of reflects back to us. It's like a feedback mechanism with ourselves, with our own journal, that can really support us in learning our lessons, but getting it out of us so it'll stop running us. See, this is why I was sharing earlier about, as we begin to have awareness, then we can take action... To now get ourselves free of what's been running us, without the awareness, it's going to keep on running you, and you're you're trapped. So that's a good question. So you pay attention, but stay focused on loving at the same time.
0: thanks. Uh, that really helps.
1: great. Oh, good one. Cool. All right.